0: Greetings. This is Atma Boda, and the title of this podcast segment is "The Path of Enlightenment is Not a Cult." An enlightened master is not a cult leader. These are two very, very different concepts, and it's important to distinguish between the two. But first, let's define what is a cult. What is a cult? A cult is by its nature, collectivist, right? It's a collectivistic mindset. It's a part of a group think. It's a um, hive mind, all right? If you're a member of a cult, you're pressured by other group members to think the same. And you see examples of cultish behavior right now in politics identity politics in particular the reason why enlightenment is so opposed to groupthink and cultish mentality is that enlightenment is the culmination of empowered individualism i know those are some big words But individualism and collectivism are opposite. I wouldn't even, collectivism is like an ideology. Whereas individualism, you are not subscribing to any necessarily any groupthink. You have an independent perspective. You can argue that individualism is the ultimate freedom. And it's the ultimate diversity, okay? I know in politics, they like to put people into groups and call that diversity. And you can break people up even to smaller than groups and you're called individuals. And that is more diverse than p- dividing people by sex or dividing people by race or Dividing people by their um, sexual proclivity or orientation or what have you. Whereas the truth seeks to unite everyone under the umbrella of truth, uh, collectivism seeks to divide people into different groupthink, different hive minds. And if you really want to become enlightened, you cannot be a collectivist. You need to break free. You need to have an independent mind. Instead of caring about what people in your group or community um, are thinking about you, people should be encouraged to speak their individual truth. And they shouldn't be punished if their individual truth Somehow, is in not in alignment with the groupthink. That's what true diversity is about. If if people are punished by not uh, conforming to the group, how is that diversity? That's not diversity. It certainly is not diversity of opinion. It's not a you know a diversity of perspective. It's like they're trying to put the same perspective. On everyone okay the same thing can be true with victimhood mentality of trying to come from a place where you are the victim and and that's not to discount that there are actual victims out there in life and yes we should protect the weak and the oppressed and that's part of the philosophy of enlightenment and also of knighthood in the medieval times with the code of chivalry is to protect the weak and the oppressed But when it comes to enlightenment, you are not serving. You're not putting your work, your will, under any other person outside of yourself. Okay, your will is not being placed under anybody else's will. I certainly don't want minds under my will. I'm. I. In fact, as for me personally, I want to empower people. I don't want sheep. I don't want followers. I want to empower leaders that can actually go out there in the world and become the leaders of tomorrow. And the only way you can become a leader is to have independent thought. Nobody holding your hand and telling you what to think, but having your own ideas. And where do you get your own ideas from? From inspiration. Where do you get inspiration from? From the ultimate, which is once you are able to connect with this ultimate truth, you can be inspired all the time. And that's what enlightenment is about. So enlightenment is the ultimate individuality. It's the culmination of what individuality wants to be. And that is beautiful. If you, can, especially if you can understand that and really ingrain that into you, that's what I love about true spirituality is you are liberated. You don't need to worry about conforming to groups. You don't need to care so much about what other people think about you. You have a continuous inspiration and you have love in your heart and you're celebrating life and you're trying to make the world a better place when you, when you arrive at this place and that's, what's beautiful. Well, that pretty much covers that concept of why it's not a cult. So, yeah, a cult leader, by the way, what does the cult leader do? First first of all, it's all about control, okay? And a cult will have rules, many of them sexual in nature, in terms of, okay, you cannot have sex, or maybe you can only have sex if you are married, or maybe you can only have sex once a month. You know, there's different organizations that have rules like this. You know, there's, an, like, for example, the Hare Krishnas. I consider that a cult. And I'm sure their intentions are nice and they want to help people. But, you know, one of their rules, for example, is even if you're married as a Hare Krishna, it's recommended not to have sex unless you want a baby. Okay, so that's an example of occultist behavior. It's when they're trying to give you lots of rules or maybe saying, oh, you cannot be a member of this religion if you drink alcohol. Or you cannot eat pork if you are of our religion. Or it has to be halal in order to um, eat that food. So these are are different rules. And so rules are more of a cultish uh, behavior. What this philosophy represents and what I represent with this podcast is empowered individualism that leads to enlightenment. It's completely free. And it leads. To, it gives you freedom. There's no rules. There's other than you know be altruistic. You know, be good to people. Try to be good to people. Don't you know intentionally try to harm other people. Whatever way that is, it's a very simple rule, right? That's just called being a good person. So yeah, the rule of this path that I represent is be a, try to be a good person, and try to eat healthy. Try to exercise, you know, common sense sort of stuff. Take care of your body, be hygienic. So is that is that sound cultish to you? No, it's common sense. It's like that's maybe what your mom or dad might say. So, um, but you know the the. the The thing is with this philosophy, of course, is if you want to be enlightened, you have to kind of adapt certain unlimited beliefs, right? Getting rid of self-limiting beliefs. But the point is, is it's about empowering you and you don't have to, there's no requirement. There's no, nobody compelling you that you must become powerful. No, if you want to be weaker, you can be weaker. If you want to have limiting beliefs. You can have limiting beliefs if you want to cut off your finger. I mean, nobody's going to stop you. And I'm I'm not going to tell you to do that. Nobody wants you to do that. But it's like you have full freedom in this world to do what you want to do. You know, there's people doing body modifications and crazy things, right? Which to me looks kind of crazy. But to them, maybe it's really cool. Or maybe they really identify with looking like a reptilian or something. I don't, you know, diversity is a beautiful thing, all right. And it's good that people feel the freedom and they have the freedom to do all sorts of different things. And so I, th- in my opinion, a truly enlightened person is going to want everyone to be empowered and to, to be less about restrictions and more about you know giving people the power to do what they want to do in life to accomplish their goals to be the person that they want to be and that is not what a cult would do right there's nobody telling you okay you can't do this you can't do that this is your dogma that you have to follow it's like no there's no dogma We're all adults, except for maybe the kids, if they're listening. (laughs) But anyway, so that's 11 minutes in. I've got about eight minutes left. Hmm. But yeah, so collectivist mentality is really harmful and disempowering. When you find that you are having to control what you say, because you're trying to please other people in your group how is that you being you right how is that you expressing your identity that's you conforming to what the group wants you to do otherwise known as virtue signaling right and I have nothing against if somebody wants to put pronouns on their bio or um, whatever. Personally, I don't feel the need to do that. I want everyone to be so strong and secure in their own identity that somebody mispronouncing them isn't going to ruin their day. That's what I would like to to see. I think that gets to more of a root of the problem. If we can empower people to develop thicker skin, to have a shield of positivity, so that you're not in a state of continuous offense. Right? There's some people out there that, it seems like they're continuously offended. They're like in this perpetual state of being always offended or finding some way of being offended. There's that kind of, of person out there and that's, that's not really healthy way to be. Or if you're in a state of, of being fearful of things, um, that's not healthy either, right? If you're afraid of COVID, for example, that weakens your immune system and it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Fear has been shown in scientific studies to weaken your immune system. And you can find these studies on the internet and you can see articles, New York Times, I believe has one of them. But I don't think people hear about that because in today's media, it's almost like they want people to be in a state of fear. And that's kind of sad. And that also is how cult leaders tend to control the people. Adolf Hitler is a famous example of using fear as a method of controlling. If you read his book, it talks extensively about that. That is not something that I would recommend anyone to do. In fact, that's what's wrong today with society, is there's too much usage of fear as a method of population control. And that's not inspired individualism, okay? That's the opposite. That's the antithesis of spirituality. I would argue that most people, or at least a vast number of the population, are already kind of in a cult. This groupthink that many people are engaged with. When you receive inspiration, there's nothing more personal than that. Well, between that and love, that's as personal a feeling that, as you can get. And so when you feel inspired and then you say, oh, I want to do this, like I have this idea, I want to start a chain of movie theaters or I've got this new idea for a product, to stock in grocery stores. That becomes your idea. And that is part of what makes you an individual. Nobody else necessarily has that same exact product or that same exact idea. Where did that idea come from? Well, the best ideas come from a very high place and it's a high place of inspiration, otherwise known as truth, objective truth. It can filter down. The point is that the more you are connected with ultimate truth, the more of an individual that you become. You don't need a guru to become enlightened. In fact, someone who really has your best interest at heart, will want you to be independent and empowered as an independent person. Just like if you are a parent, you one day want your child to be self-sufficient and to be independent. You don't want to control every aspect of their life, at least if you're a good parent. I'm sure there's some bad parents out there that do want to control every aspect of your life. But a good parent will want to empower you and prepare you for life and help give you that strength and that inspiration to overcome all obstacles in your path. And that is the opposite of what a cult leader would want. The stereotypical cult is about keeping people down. It's about keeping people controlled, telling them what to think, telling them what to do. An inspired individual or an inspired leader, inspired leadership is all about seeing the best in people, wanting to bring out the best in people, wanting them to be empowered, wanting them to be independent, to have their own ideas, to be self-sufficient, not having to handhold them. In fact, in business, business leaders, they don't want to have to handhold their middle managers, for example. They don't want to tell the head of marketing what to do. They, They expect the head of marketing to already know what to do and not micromanage them. And, you know, of course, there's bad leaders that do micromanage. But good leaders don't micromanage. Like they don't want to control everybody. They just want to pick the right person for the right job and give them the freedom to do what they are there to do. And that is why this path of enlightenment and truth is the diametric opposite of what ish behavior is about. Because the closer you are with truth, the more of an individual you become because there is nothing more individual than the inspiration that you can receive. It's on an individual by individual basis. Each person has their own role to play. Each person has their own heart, their own hidden, deeper identity, their own secret identity deep within themselves. And once you can awaken that heart and become who you are destined to be, that potential, that greater side of you is really the most important thing for you to do. And nobody can tell you who you are. That's something you can only experience yourself. And that's what makes it so profound. So we're coming to the end here of this podcast. And this has been a Uh, hopefully inspiring for you. And this is going to be just one of, of many more. So keep tuned in. This is Atma Boda signing out.